God said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he will be the same forever. Hallelujah. So if he was with you today and if he was with you yesterday, he will be with you tomorrow, he will be with you for the next day, he will be with you for the, the rest of your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter where you go, he's always going to be right there beside you. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 139, 7 through 13 says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But the light, night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. There is not one place, O oh God, that you can be, that I can be, that you will not be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are promises straight from God. These are promises spoken in his word. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. God will never leave us in a place that we cannot handle or, or, or go through. Hallelujah. God was there for Joshua and the Israelites when they battled the Amorites. God saw David when he was on the backside of a mountain and, and he was tending sheep. He saw him when nobody else saw David. A young man they just thought was just a no good for nothing, young boy that was just going to watch sheep. But yet God saw a king in that young man. God saw somebody that he could use in a mighty way. Somebody that wasn't just an ordinary person, not just an ordinary shepherd boy, but somebody that would lead a nation and be called a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. Yes, he had his problems, but that did not stop him from being a repentant soul that, that would cry out to God. Hallelujah. You see, God sees even our smallest efforts tonight. There's nothing that God, that we do in our walk with God that God overlooks. Hallelujah. All those mornings that you spend in prayer, I can tell you one thing right now. God is not overlooking those times that you spent with him in prayer in the mornings. Those night times that he woke you in the evenings and in, 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 in the midst of your sleeping, he did not, those things did not go unnoticed. Hallelujah. You see, when God sees us begin to move, God begins to say, you know what? I think it's time for me to step in the midst of it. And it's time for me to do my part. Because I see that they are hungry and they are striving for my glory. Hallelujah. Think about the four lepers that took on the Syrian army with no weapons. There was four men that stood there outside of Jerusalem and outside the Syrian camp because they were lepers. 
They had nothing to offer anybody. They didn't think they had anything to offer to God either. But they were sitting there and they began to talk amongst each other and they said, you know, man, it's kind of a sad situation that we're in. I am crippled, I have problems. I'm gonna die out here in the wilderness. I know I'm gonna die at one point, but right now I'm dying of starvation. I'm hungry, I am thirsty, and the enemy has cut off our source of water and he has cut off our source of food. And they looked at each other, just four guys, mind you, they looked at each other and they said, you know, 2 Kings chapter 7 and verse 3 says, And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit he, we here until we die? They went on to say, If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we're going to die here also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. And if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. We're going to die anyways. So what's the use? They could have said, you know, we just might as well just sit here and do nothing because either way you look at it, we're going to die. They could have given up all hope. But if we read on, we see that they didn't take the downside of this thing. Verse 5 said, And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and fled and their horses and their asses and, and even the camp as it was. If some were sitting at dinner, they just got up and took off. Left it there. If it was sitting on the stove, they just left it. They said, just grab what you can and let's go. The Israelites have hired help and they are on the way. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. And then they looked at each other and said, we're not doing good, guys. We can't, we can't contain all this stuff. We need to share this thing. You see, as I begin to think about this story, I, I begin to think of the church in this world. You know, if we just wanted to, we could just sit here, and one day the rapture, the trumpet's going to sound and if we just do the bare minimums, we may make it to heaven. But we may not. But I submit to you tonight, why sit here, we here until we die? Why will we sit here 
and just go through the motions of service and play church every once in a while. And every once in a while we get a good feeling down up and down our spine and, and then all of a sudden we decide to dance and we can decide to run a little bit and that's all. But let me tell you something. This this this, this four lepo, lepers, they, they could have just sat back and just, you know, we feel the presence of God. We, 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 we have been blessed with this abundance of food and this abundance of water and this abundance of, 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 of sustenance. But we're not doing very good right now. The Lord's seen these men just like the Lord has seen us in our times of prayer, our early morning prayer, our times of fasting. And God has said, all right, I'm going to come down and I'm going to meet with the church in Olathe, Kansas, New Life Pentecostal Church. And I'm going to give them, a, give them an abundance. And I can feel his presence. I felt it last Sunday. I felt it tonight. Hallelujah. We're, on a, we're in track. We're on track for the most mightiest revival that we've ever seen in our life. God has gotten involved with us because we have put our foot forward and said, God... We are hungry for your glory. We are hungry for an end time revival in Olathe, Kansas. We will not be satisfied with just mediocre church. We will not be satisfied just going through the motions. But God, when we come into your house, we feel your presence. And I thank you for it. God, and when we come into your house, we can worship you in freedom and love and, and, and give you glory. But God, we're not doing well because we have not brought anything to anybody else. Hallelujah. Preaching to myself this evening. When is the last time I actually talked to somebody and said, you know, you ought to come to church with me today. Hallelujah. God's doing awesome things. If you come to my church tonight, you'll feel something you've never felt in your life. If you come to my church tonight, you'll, 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 you'll experience a life-changing experience. Something that this world cannot offer you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was not even where I was headed with this message tonight. It's just a little rabbit trash. I just took off and chased. But it's truth nonetheless. God, help me. To find those that are lost in this world. Help me, my God, to tell those neighbors of mine, God, that you are awesome, you are alive, and that there is a God in Olathe, Kansas. Hallelujah. Praise God. When we devote ourselves to him, and when we begin to move, God begins to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's main focus in this world is his children. Hallelujah. God's main focus in this world is us, those that are filled with the Holy Ghost. He wants to see those others saved, and that's what he has commissioned us to do. That is my job and your job. We must go tell this world about Jesus Christ and his almighty power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's not one person in this world that God doesn't know about. Hallelujah. God could have chosen anybody else. He could have chosen any other species to focus upon, but he did not. He focused upon human flesh. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful he did. We just celebrated Christmas. 
And Christmas would be that time of year that we celebrate his birth, showing that he does love humans. He does love us, regardless of what we've done, and he wants to save us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus has a purpose for every one of us. Regardless of how bad you may be, how, regardless of how bad you think you have been, and I know I'm preaching mainly to the choir tonight, but I'm telling you, God knows where you're at. God knew where the demoniac of Gadara was, and it was no accident that he decided to go over to that land where he was. Mark chapter 4 and verse 33 through 36 says, With many such parables spake he the word unto them, as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 13, carries on the story. It says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met with him, met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broke in pieces neither could any man tame him and always night and day he was in the tombs in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones but when he saw Jesus afar off he ran and worshipped him after this story you see Jesus getting back in the boat and heading back across that sea. There was only one reason Jesus went across that sea, and that was to deliver the demoniac of Gadara. When Jesus saw that man he, afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and, he, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? And moving on down, he says, I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And his, he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And the story goes on. But I'm telling you, Jesus cares about each and every person in this world. No matter how bad you may have been, no matter how many times you may have felt fallen flat on your face, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing in this world that, that you can face that God can't help you with. There's never anything that surprises God. Nothing in this world surprises God. Back to my text says, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fare ye not, therefore, 
ye are of more value than many sparrows. God sees every sparrow that falls to the ground. Every sparrow. Not one slips his sight. Sparrows, I guess if you wanted to coin this phrase, are a dime a dozen if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty. And yet Jesus knows when each and every one of them fall to the ground. How much more do you think that he notices every time that we fall or that we are going through something? Hallelujah. How many times do you think God notices when we cry out for help? And also, how many times do you think God notices when we're just going through the motions? You know, God did a lot for me. And that's, that's things that I haven't even asked God for. He's, he's done in my life. But even if he didn't do anything else for me in my life, he saved my soul. There's a million people in this world, far more than a million people, millions of folks that God could have chosen instead of me. But yet he looked down. And he saw me and he said, I'm going to take you and I'm going to save your soul. I paid the price for the sin that you committed. We all know this, church. We all understand what God did for us. Hallelujah. We fell at an altar of repentance. But how many times do we have to go back to an altar just because we're going through the motions? Just because we don't care? We've gotten into the cares of life, and we just want to say, you know, I appreciate what you did for me, God, but I don't appreciate it enough to devote my everything to you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God understands where you're at. I don't care what situations may arise in your life. No, no situation is strong enough to turn me away from my Lord. No situation is, is strong enough to make me second guess my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This, this is the reason I, I believe that Micah could say what he said in Micah chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. He said, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Verse 8 says, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Hallelujah. The Lord, the psalmist also had an understanding that God understands where I am and who I am and what I'm going through. So Psalms chapter 23, we could probably all quote it, but it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table.
table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will... The psalmist said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Regardless what comes my way, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But I will, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah, Isaiah told us it didn't matter what would come against us. We will prosper. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you tonight, Matthew 10 and 31 rings true tonight, even as it did as Jesus spoke it. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Child of God, you've got to understand, God is our refuge. Psalms 99 says the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. Psalms 46 and 1 said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 46 and 7 said, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Psalms 57 and 1 said, be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Hallelujah. God is our refuge tonight, church. There is no other God that loves you like the almighty God, the King of kings, for he is Lord tonight. He will be Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. Can we stand this evening? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is my refuge tonight. There is no God like my God. Hallelujah. My God is great. My God is mighty. Hallelujah. Isaiah said he is wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. And he knows where you are and he knows where I am this night. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, I owe him my everything because it was amazing grace that saved an old wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. He paid the price that I owed, and I owe him my everything. I owe him my life. Hallelujah. He gave me his. He gave his for me. I owe him mine. Hallelujah. Can we love him this evening? Lord, we love you tonight, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised, God. I thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you understand my situations. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you know, God, how to be my refuge in my time of need. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. The Apostle Paul said to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. I'm not living for myself tonight. I'm not living for myself, and I'm not just saying that to say words. I mean it from the depths of my heart. I understand I am of more value than many sparrows. These are the words of Jesus. So what is the value of a sparrow compared to me? What is the value of a sparrow compared to what I am in the Lord's sight? Hallelujah. Can we come and, and, and bow down before him and, and just begin to thank him for his mercy, to thank him for his refuge, to thank him.